Welcome to Are You Afraid of the Stacks? My name is Sedina. I'm a children's services librarian at the Barbara Bush Branch Library in Cypress Creek. Are You Afraid of the Stacks is a segment where we talk about the spookier side of children's literature. And my name is Jennifer. I'm the Senior Adult Program Specialist here at the High Meadows Branch Library. And today we're giving you a twofer, Zombie in Love by Kelly DiPuccio. It was published in 2011 by Athenaeum Books for Young Readers. And Zombie in Love 2 Plus 1, again by Kelly DiPuccio, published in 2014 by Athenaeum Books for Young Readers. Both books are illustrated by Scott Campbell. The reading age recommendations are four to eight years old or from preschool to third grade. Now, Zombie in Love Part 1 talks about Mortimer, our main character, who's looking for love. And he's looking for them in all the wrong places. (laughs) We wanted to talk about zombies because, I don't know. (laughs) Okay, this is probably my fault, but I have this weird obsession with pairing zombies with February as the month of love. Okay, there's lots of reasons, and I won't go into it because this is just a short segment. But there's some research out there that says that we have phrases like, oh, you're so cute, I could eat you up when babies their chunky thighs and you like you nibble their little little chunky thighs or their fingers it's because there's a part of our brain where there is this desire to consume the things that we love or to consume the things that we find cute there's a part of our brain that's like this is too much it's (laughs) overloading my senses as far as how much I love it or how much I find it cute and so you want to consume it and so I think that's why I associate zombies with February because (laughs) February is the month of love And I'm so sorry, but that's why (laughs) it's me. (laughs) I'm the drama. (laughs) I'm the drama. I mean, because we just talked about zombie and love, zombie and love, the second one, because we were like, oh, we could pair them together. But I just did it. (laughs) That's very funny, but also very true because yes, I want to eat my daughter's cheeks because they're just so cute and fluffy. And yeah. Especially for the last decade (laughs) since I read that research, I have always associated February, the month of love with zombies. That's hilarious. So (laughs) without further ado, we present zombie love. (laughs) So Zombie in Love is about our main character, Mortimer, who is lonely and he wants to find a female friend. And the reason why I really love this book is because the illustrations are very cute. Yes. They're not too gory or gross, but they depict a zombie perfectly, I think. And I also think that the different ways that Mortimer goes about trying to woo the women that he sees is really funny. It speaks to our young readers type of humor, who's giving a woman a box of chocolates and the chocolates had worms in it. My daughter (laughs) loves that kind of like humor. She thought that was hilarious. (laughs) It's a really fun way to introduce children into something I think that's really gory as a zombie zombie, right? Right. Because it's not, like you said, it's not particularly gory or grotesque. But I mean, looking at Mortimer's living room, he's got the wax candled hand. I like the little worms. One is sweeping and some are playing catch. And his lamp, the lampshade is shaped like a brain. His couch is shaped like a coffin. He's got a flower arrangement in his living room, but it's set up like a funeral arrangement on that little easel. (laughs) All the smallest, littlest, cutest little details. I don't know. It's just it's cute there's lots of little details and lots of little little fun things throughout the entire book that would make it a fun and engaging read for you and your kiddo yeah it's really fun obviously Mortimer okay he's doing everything he possibly can to win over a female and none of it is working because Mortimer is a zombie like (laughs) 
he mm. just doesn't connect, right? And it's so funny because there are certain times when he thinks just a simple smile would be enough to do it, but <laughs> he smiles and you see like his rotting teeth. <laughs> it's just so cute. He does all the basics, you know? Yeah. He works out at the gym, but his arms detach and stay on the ground with the weights. <laughs> he tries to take up dancing, but his dancing partner is a skeleton. He tries to, I love this one in particular because I feel like it's such a cliche in TV shows, but he takes his dog to the park because people are like, oh, single women flocked to a man with a dog in the park, but mm. his dog is also a zombie. <laughs> it's just, it's really cute and taking all of the classic attempts to find yeah. your person and putting them through the scope of a zombie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then after all of those attempts, he decides that he's going to put an ad in the paper, which I really liked because that was a callback to when I was younger and when ads were a thing in the paper. So I liked that they put that little detail in there for the caregivers that would be probably reading this book. It's set to the lyrics of, if you like pina coladas, (laughs) I love that. I was like, wait a minute. I know this melody in my head as I was reading. I was like, I know it. (laughs) So I started thinking it. It was pretty darn cute. Yeah, it was so cute. Definitely something that was there for us adults, which I always love as a fan of animated movies and stuff when they have the jokes that are meant Mm. just for the adults. It makes me like it all the more. So I really like this part. Gives us the opportunity to sing the melody to our kiddo Mm -hmm. when we're reading it to them. As someone who does story time, I love love having that extra kick to the story. Yeah, it's so fun. <laughs> but the ad advertises to meet at a dance. And that they're supposed to meet at the Cupid's Ball at the Punch Bowl at 7pm. And so then we get in towards the end of the book and Mortimer is at the ball waiting to see if anyone has come. He waits and he waits and it shows that he's like not even going out to the dance floor. He's just waiting by the Punch Bowl. He's afraid to miss somebody who may have come to see him for the ad in the paper. So he's trying. He put in a breath mitt because he had flies in his mouth. <laughs> just It's cute and it's sweet. All the things that he does. Yeah, as the night wore on, the room began to empty. The punch bowl did not. Which that part actually made me really sad because it <laughs> meant that even though he was just there to meet someone at the punch bowl as like a landmark, that the other people in the room were too anxious to get near him or were too <laughs> afraid to be near him that they didn't even get punch. Oh, I was like, that's really sad because I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, when I got to that, I was like, that's so sad. Not only to feel rejected, but rejected to the point where people wouldn't even sake their own thirst because yeah. they didn't oh. want to be near you. Oh, poor Mortimer. Mm-hmm. And then it says, suddenly it became clear to Mortimer that nobody was dying to meet him. Mm-hmm. Poor thing. You really feel I for know. Mortimer in this first book. Your heart just goes out to him. I know. And as everybody's leaving, that's when Mortimer decides to try to leave too and give up. But that's when he meets Mildred. Yes. And Mildred is coming to respond to the ad. And I think they dance the night away. They're just so sweet. They do. (laughs) It says that Mildred was drop dead gorgeous. (laughs) (laughs) And when she was rushing to meet him at the punch bowl, she tripped and fell and her foot and slipper came off. And so he's holding it like a Prince Charming to put her foot back on. (laughs) 
That's so cute. You know what I think I like too about this whole Cupid's Bowl thing? Because the punch bowl thing really made me sad. Mm-hmm. Is that the DJ is like, I'm here for you, bro. I got you. I'm going to be here and like play. Everybody's already left, but I am here for you. You found your girl yeah. after being stood up all night. And so the DJ stays and plays for them all night, which is just really sweet. Oh, yeah. Because he was probably not being paid for that. <laughs> I also love that his name is Mortimer, like a mortician. And her oh. name is Mildred, like Mildew. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, that's so cute. <laughs> Sorry to anybody with those names. <laughs> So in Zombie and Love 2 plus 1, obviously we have Mortimer and we now have Mildred and there is a baby. <laughs> okay, I get where the storytelling was going with that because mm-hmm. that's a story trip or whatever, like the baby left on the doorstep. But <laughs> Mortimer and Mildred live in a cemetery. They live in a mausoleum and the baby is left at their front step in this like little orange crate. And it starts off very clearly that they had not planned. Yeah. Mortimer and Mildred had a problem. It wasn't a big problem. It was a little problem. <laughs> <laughs> but it's cute because they take in the baby and the baby is very clearly alive compared yeah. to Mortimer and Mildred. The baby is uh, pink not skinned. A and The baby's not a zombie, right? Yes, yeah, the, the baby's not a zombie. <laughs> you know, Mortimer and Mildred are grayish blue. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's no blood circulating there. But they already have baby toys, which are really cute. There's, I just realized that's probably the creature of the Black Lagoon. It's one oh of the toys. God. And that's cute. And they have a spider and a rattle, but the rattle is a bone with a skull attached to it <laughs> instead of a train that you pull with like you know the magnets yeah the with some um, little brains <laughs> <laughs> And their alphabet rug that the baby's on just has the letters for zombie. (laughs) So cute. (laughs) I think what I like most about this book is that they go through all of the things that new parents go through, you know, fussy eaters, late nights, crying. I think the baby gets sick at one point or they think it's sick and the teeth are coming in instead of falling out, which is a very unique problem to them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That the baby has a twist through the night instead of sleeping the day. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. they said that they're dead tired and worried sick <laughs> the little worms that live in Mortimer and Mildred's house seem to really like the baby though mm-hmm. they're playing with him on the carpet but yeah it says that they read books and followed advice they gave mm-hmm. bottles to the baby changed his diaper but wrapped him up like a mummy <laughs> <laughs> so cute they shrieked lullabies at him <laughs> and then when they take the baby to the doctor it's Dr. Frank N. Stein, um, MD. (laughs) But they're next door to a hospital that the hospital just says normal hospital. Which in the very first book too, when Mortimer went to go get dressed for the Cupid's Ball, there's two stores side by side and he went into the one marked funeral home and next to it was suits, (laughs) just like regular suits. Man. And there's so an cute. Igor. It's really cute. It's very cute. Even Frankenstein's lab is set up like the classic black and white with all like the weird electronic <laughs> oh <my> God. <laughs> <laughs> really cute and the baby's really liking the examination just really cute mm-hmm. Igor is there and so they go home because the Frankenstein is like yeah the baby's fine like perfectly healthy and so they go home but they're still struggling but they yeah. they love their baby they play peekaboo and patty cake <laughs> by taking off their arms <laughs> <laughs> 
it was really sweet. They take a picture of his first crying when he like falls out of his yeah. crib. He's crying and they're like, oh my God, he's crying for the first time. It's positively terrifying. And they like <laughs> kiss his boo-boo. It's just, it's really sweet as far as like first families go. Yeah. You know? It's really, really cute. As a parent, it's a really fun way to interact with your child and be like, I went through those same things. You did not mm-hmm. sleep through the night. I had to change your diaper. I took pictures of you. I have a picture of my daughter with her first tooth coming in and her first <laughs> smile. So like, it's a really fun way to bond with your kids. Mm-hmm. It is. I think that, you know, as babies become more self-aware of their environment, they really latch onto books that have babies in them. They get really mm-hmm. hyper fixated on these images that look like them. Mm-hmm. And I think you're right. I think this is a great book to have to read with your younger kiddo, mm-hmm. even though it's, you know, a horror book or whatever. It's creepy. Mm-hmm. It's such a great book. Zombie in Love 2 plus 1 in particular, mm-hmm. because it opens up such a great conversation to have those bonding moments because the kiddo doesn't remember no. waking you up in the middle of the night. <laughs> They really don't. It's such a fun way because like I could tell, like I told my daughter when we were reading it, I was like, oh yeah, like there was this one time when like you had this really bad poop and she just like cracks up and like it wasn't funny at the time. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, so they cherish those memories because they don't remember it. They're like, oh, I was so funny. <laughs> yeah, I know it. I don't have a young child of my own and the children that I have had custody of were teenagers, but mm-hmm. um, my mom would tell me stories of, the differences between me and my baby sister when we were young and my baby sister was like the stereotypical full-blown tantrums like (laughs) screaming and out on the floor and my mom was like I was not prepared because you refused to cry over anything you were so happy just to be in my vicinity so she was wholly unprepared when Nadine came around and Nadine was like the biggest brat in the world cried (laughs) over everything was unhappy over everything (laughs) my mom was like I you did not help I love it. (laughs) And those are such great stories to like hold Mm -hmm. on to and think about as you grow older. They're, the child may not remember that themselves, but I think that's another part that makes it so endearing. Yeah. These are such cute books. I also wrote that this is a, so the reason why I put these down on our list to read was because like my daughter got into zombies when playing the game zombie during recess, which I think Mm. is a form of tag. Yes. Um, Okay. Cause yeah. (laughs) Like she told me and I'm like, okay, we've got to look at zombies. I didn't think to ask what the game was about. (laughs) And so specifically, I had grabbed these two a long time ago when she started playing the game because this was a fun way to expose her to a zombie. And I wrote down that this is a great way to expose children to a potentially scary creature or cryptid in a safe and comical way. And it also leads the way for scarier horror stories later on as a child grows. Mm -hmm. And also, if you're not a fan of horror, this gives your child a form of reference when interacting with other kids who are already exposed to horror, like myself. That's a good point. Yeah. Because it could be very isolating to be on the playground and not understand the cultural references that your other peers have. Yeah. And to not have anything to associate with them. So giving this particular comedy, and it also may give the other kiddos an opportunity to interact with comedy horror if they are not getting that at home I love comedy horror it is so good I was telling Jennifer earlier that like the darker the funnier the better (laughs) 
and these are two perfect examples of it of getting that comedy horror early on I feel mm-hmm. they're just really really great I really like them and there's lots of opportunities too in the story where you can compare what we do versus what the undead would do in mm-hmm. a similar situation yeah. there's so many puns I'm a sucker for a good pun yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a very interesting episode <laughs> Yes, I can't help it. When I panic, I, I love puns. But at the very end of Zombie and Love 2 Plus 1, they're, you know, holding their little baby and they're like, oh, isn't he so cute? And then uh, Mildred says, look, he's got your nose. Like parents usually say, oh, he's got your, he looks like you, he's got your nose. But he had actually taken off Mortimer's nose and was holding on to it like a toy. <laughs> and they're just like, oh. <laughs> it's just so funny. And just mm-hmm. bragging again about the illustration illustrations with the watercolor effect so so beautifully done just so fun Mm -hmm. so we wanted to give you a couple book recommendations in case you liked zombie in love and zombie in love two plus one and the book recommendations that we're talking about are actually about other cryptids creatures that kind of go through human type problems (laughs) like encounter human type problems or situations so kind of tying the theme right Mm -hmm. so the first one we have is gustavo the shy ghost by Flavia Drago, which we have previously read and recommended on a previous episode. The next one is Even Monsters Need Haircuts by Matthew McElligott, Vampirina Ballerina by Anne-Marie Pace. And for lots of caregivers out there, you recognize the name Vampirina because she has her own TV show on Disney, Mm -hmm. but she was originally a book. And then the final recommendation is Crankenstein by Samantha Berger. And these are all really fun books to read with your children in case you want to just expand on the idea of the horror, which we highly recommend. Yes, especially if you want to expand on this idea of sort of drawing that parallel between, I guess maybe we could probably even say something along the lines of like the normalization of society versus like the outliers. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The people who are just a little, a little off center. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But they're still doing their best. <laughs> yeah, the outcasts. Because <laughs> I was definitely an outcast in school. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I definitely would have associated more with Mortimer Mildred and Frankenstein and Vampirina than yeah. uh, just about <laughs> anybody, honestly. <laughs> Yeah, so these are great, great characters for your kids if they associate with the outcasts like we did. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I think with that, we'll leave y'all to it and we'll see you next month for a whole new set of recommendations. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Bye. Bye. That was a cute one.